ברוכים הבאים בשם השם, ברכנוכם בבייס השם. Welcome to the weekly Wednesday night year. And we mean weekly. Um, we dedicate us every week to these Islamists. Like to also make a dedication today to a fine Jew who passed away this week. This is today. Meshem Echel and Tzvi Benim, Hesh Benim. Good to better for his sister, nieces, his nephews, family at large. Welcome, Scranton. What happened? We just welcomed you. This week, Pashas Noyach. Today, of course, as we all know, is Shchidish Marcheshvan, as was yesterday. Shchidish Marcheshvan always has two days. Discuss a little bit about Marcheshvan. Discuss, of course, Pashas um, Noyach. Nayach was a tzaddik. Now, Torah tells us generally, when one talks, they should talk in a pleasant fashion. The person talks, they should talk in a way not derogatory, not to insult, not to upset. Not to hurt. The Torah itself teaches us that lesson. The Gemara tells us in Sefer in the beginning. For those keeping score at home. Gemara tells us how people expressed themselves improperly and they gave themselves away by their form of discussion or form of expression, excuse me um, this week's Parsha although this week's Parsha is not the example which the Torah uses the Mother uses actually this week's Parsha as well it talks about Behema Hatahera the pure animal and instead of saying the behemah hatmeya, the impure, it says asher einena tahera, that is not pure. Now, interestingly, to note 
that the Tera also is very, very stringent on its words. Meaning to say that the Tera does not splurge on words. Every word in the Tera is counted for. So much so, not only is every word counted for, but we know that Rabbi Akiva, who studied the Tera very, very profoundly, had an explanation not only for every word in the Tera, but if you read the, look in the Sefer Torah itself, you'll see each letter has a crown on it. <coughs> not each letter. Certain letters have crowns on them. The letters that have a little crown and tagging on it, on each one of those, Rabbi Akiva also had an explanation. So there's nothing extra in the Tera. For the Tera all of a sudden to write. Instead of writing, the pure, the pure, clean animal, or the unclean animal, the Tera writes extra letters and says, Extra words. There is not Tahir. A bunch of extra letters are there. So the Torah teaches us a simple lesson. Be careful when you express yourself not to hurt somebody's feelings, not to speak in a derogatory fashion. So that's what you said twice. It's, no, it says Tahira and Asher Tahira. There are two different types of animals. Quite. The clean animals and the unclean. So instead of saying the clean animals and the impure animals, it says the ones that are, are not clean. But yet, we start off our Pasha. In the middle of the Pasha, where it talks about Nayak collecting the animals, that's what the Terry goes to do to express the extra letters to tell us this lesson, teaches this lesson. And yet, in the middle of the Pasha, in the beginning of the Pasha, excuse me, the first Psukim, Eilat told us Nayak, Nayak is Sadik These are the children of Nayak. Nayak was a Tzadik. He was a Tomim in his generation. And Rashi says, My dear Ben Chomesh the Mikra, the dear five-year-old learning the Tera, you look at this Pasuk, and I'm sure you're bewildered and befuddled. <coughs> because you want to say Nech Tzadik, so that's enough. Nayak is tzaddik. He was a righteous man. Why add the words Tomim Haya? Or add the words Tomim Haya. Let's say that we're going to give him a second title. He was a tzaddik and he was a Tomim. In the Bavich, the Tomim is the student in Yeshiva. Yeshiva being named as Tomichet Mimim. As the Rebbe Rashab, who established the yeshiva, gave the name Temchei Timimim to the yeshiva. And the Rebbe Rashab said at the time, because it was stated by night, Temchei Timimim. <coughs> Therefore, the Rebbe Rashab said, the students, the Talmidim, should be called Timimim. 
So when a person says he learned in Temchet Mimim, he refers to himself and he considers himself a Tomim. And of course, Achameyavesim, well, let's go, let's not use such an a, uh, improper, almost classless. No, <laughs> let's go to something more classy. In letters that the Rebbe would write to Chassidim, he would write Achosit Atomim or Harava Tomim. So it would be referred to as a Tomim. So you want to say Neach Ishadik Tomim Hoya? He was a Tomim also. He didn't learn Tomim, unfortunately for him. He learned Shem Ever, if anything. But he was a Tomim. He was complete. He did what he had to do. He was a righteous person. He said Tzadik, so he was a Tom. That would suffice. The Bechamash Mikra, though, says he got another word in that Pasik that don't work there. It doesn't fit there. Bidoy Raisov, in his generation. Why? What is lacking in the explanation of the Pasik that we need the word Bidoy Raisov to explain it to us? So Rashi says, don't worry, Bechamash Mikra. I am the champion of the Bechamish the Mikras, and I don't let you down. I will let I will let you understand what it means. And Rashi therefore explains Bidayraisav, and truthfully, the Dibaramaskal from the Rashi should only be the word Bidayraisav. Yet Rashi brings down the whole Pasik Neach is Sadik Tam Hay Bidayraisav. What is Bidayraisav? Yeshadel Shimay Sadignai. There are those that say this was an embarrassment for Nayak. <coughs> this was not a positive reference. How so? According to his generation, he was a tzaddik. However, had he been in the generation of Avram, he, would have been, he wouldn't have been considered anything. Doesn't call him a Rasha, Khashal. He wouldn't have had any status in Sadiq. First of all, the Bechamish the Mikra turns around and says, Excuse me, Rashi? What are you talking about? Nayak was in Avram's generation. Do your math. And you will see, Nayak was born when Avram was still alive. Look at the Pasuk, it says. At the end of Bereshis, it talks about still... The rest of the... the, the end of Bereshis, it talks about Nayak was born. But then at the end of Nayak, when it talks about Avram being born, Nayak was still alive. So Nayak and Avram did cross paths. Yes, there were ten generations between them. But in those days, people lived... Eight, nine hundred years. Nayak was six hundred years when it came to the marble. So first of all, he was. <coughs> Secondly, Rashi, Bechamashimikah, is really, really upset. Because he says, Rashi, how could you do that? How could you actually say make a reference to Teda that it's talking derogatorily about Neach. Let us understand first, before we go any further with this Das Teda. 
Das Teda, the opinion of Teda, which one should live by, of course, one should not turn right or left without Das Teda. If one has an issue, one has a question, they must confer with Das Teda. What does Das Teda say? Now the question, of course, on the question becomes, what makes Das Teda such an authority? There was actually an interesting story. There was an interesting story of a fellow that went into the Rebbe and Yechidus and had a question. Thanks. Had a question on his business, on a business dealing or something. I can't make reference to the whole story right now, but he had a question on the business. And the Rebbe, uh, he didn't have a question, he had a question, but he wasn't asking to the Rebbe. But someone told him, if you have a question, you have to talk to the Rebbe about it. And he said, what does the Rebbe know about business? And in the end, he came into the Rebbe and he tried to just talk about something totally different. And the Rebbe discussed with him his business, and the Rebbe told him about his business. And the Rebbe told him what to buy, what not to buy, and how to buy it. And he told the Rebbe the pros and the cons of buying and said that there was another company that would be very, very angry at him if he did. The Rebbe said not to worry. Ultimately, he bought it, and the other company came to him and offered him quadruple what he paid for it, four times the amount that he paid for the company, they were willing to buy it off him. He said, I'll get back to you. Why did he say, I'll get back to you? This guy wasn't religious even. So I'll get back to you because he's not doing it without asking the Rebbe first. <laughs> he came and asked the Rebbe. The Rebbe said, no way. Quadruple is not enough. So I got to pay eight times the amount. And he was scared to scare them off. He said, quadruple, he was very happy with the number. If I try to be a chaza. But then it occurred to him. That the Rebbe is not steering him wrong, didn't steer him wrong till now, why would he steer him wrong till after? And he said, okay, and he held out and he told them eight times, and they turned around and they said, okay. And the business sold for eight times the amount. And he was literally in, in mesmerized from this whole story. Now, this is of course, the words of the Tzaddik. What do I say? A simple love should be able to have that same same strength. It's all in the middle of the shit till ten o'clock. Where does that come off? He wants he can come to the house. It's here. He can come and pick it up. And the answer is that a love does tater. The Taylor opinion. Ten thirty. The Taylor opinion is so strong that it holds so much weight that a person lives by it and means it sincerely. He will never be steered wrong. And I'll tell you something better, something bigger. When a rav, when a real rabbi has. 
a question presented to him, and he sometimes there's four halakim in Shulchan Aruch: Vezerachayim, Yedaya, Evanezer, Cheshem Mishpat. Sometimes the Rav has to use the fifth chelik. His picture, his sense of what he feels he can answer. Sometimes it doesn't always work for the certain person if the Rav, the Rav would answer exactly word for word verbatim in the text. But as I practiced and polished the Rav, and a real Rav, a real rabbi, <coughs> who lives by words of Tera, he can sometimes render a decision from what he understands. There are times, even if he does that, and someone can disprove him, he'll retract if he's a true Rav. But at the very moment, a Rav needs to pass him. Sometimes a person calls up from a kitchen, has a question with a pot, has a question with something fell into a pot, a question of something, a spoon, a fork, a utensil. And they call the Rav, and the Rav renders a decision. The decision the Rav renders is accepted. And understood that the Rav accepted that on his shoulders to say such. There are times where the Rav himself stands, not times, most real Rabbanim stand with trepidation each time they say a Psach Halacha. Why? Because they're scared to give, they're taking on this responsibility. And we told the story about the chicken that had a dintero with, with the Rav in, in the Bezdan Shamayla. So therefore, when a person goes to a Rav, the Rav has to accept upon his shoulders the responsibility for the decision that he renders. And if he's a God-fearing person, a God-fearing rabbi, then it's the words of Torah, it's the words that God wants the person to hear. Hence, when that Shaila is answered as such, it's all kosher, it's all good, because the Rav took on his shoulders to answer that way. Tera, so much more so. Every single word that the Tera denotes has, holds tons, says volumes. So by the Tera all of a sudden, coming, and the Mechamesh Mika hearing that the Tera is talking about the Gnai of a person, the letters of a person, not only the embarrassment of a person, but a person, Nayak, who you said at the beginning of the Pasuk was a tzaddik, and now you're saying that he's less than that? The Ben Chamesh, the Mikra, has a very hard time with that. Especially when the Pasuk doesn't do that for a very animal. As we see, both, in, if you keep your score at home, Baba Basra, Kuf Chav Kimel, Aleph, 123, side 1, and I think I said Pesachim before, Dalet Amit Aleph, it's Dalet Amit Beis, it's Gimel Amit Aleph, actually, I'm sorry. That's another question you said before. Dalet Amit Beis is about the Yehudah B'Mseda. So much more so, 
The Tater does not talk about, how does the Tater now talk about the Genus of Neach? Perhaps, just perhaps we could say, the fact that the Tater does not talk about a Loshen Meguna, a derogatory form, this goes on only the stories of the Tater. A story that happens in the Tater. Masha'ikim, when it comes to Dvar Halacha, when it comes to something that is actual law, the Tater uses the clearest language possible. Even if it sometimes looks a little bit derogatory. Because the Psaq Halacha has to be clear and not a, a decision, a Halacha decision cannot be left wishy-washy so the person can translate it the way they want to. And therefore we don't beat around the bush, as we say, with the halachic rendition, but rather it's said clear and precise and to the point. So no mistakes are made. And therefore this is in our case as well. The word of his generation is to gnai. Why? It means that Teda is making reference to the mistakes that Neach had made. And we find many, many different things in Neach's behavior that prove that he was not such a very, very righteous person. And you can see in this week's Pasha, in uh, chapter 6, verse 9, or chapter 7, verse 7, and therefore if the Teda has a doubt when it refers to Neach as a tzaddik, it needs to cover its bases. It wants to make sure that people understand that it was only B'dayday, so he's being read referenced as a tzaddik. Why wait for him then, let someone else do it? Go what? The flood. He was the best, no, he was the best candidate. So wait for Avram to make it even much better. The world was impossible to exist anymore. The world had no, there was no way God could let the world exist another minute. However, Neach was given a task. What was his task? Build an ark. And we'll still discuss that. It says, Build an ark. And it's brought down, and the Lekach Tev says, He worked on this ark for 120 years. Now, first of all, we know a very interesting cloud. And this is a cloud, this is a proven fact, and I will say it, I'll, be, I'll go on record for it. Anyone that wants can take me to task. If somebody eats cholent every Shabbos afternoon, okay, every Shabbos afternoon, for 120 years, I guarantee you he lives long. Uh, anybody who does that and doesn't live long, please come back to me. I would love to meet you. 120 years to build a Teva. That means he had to live that long. As we said before, Nayak was 600 years old on the completion of the Teva. <coughs> Poor 600-year-old Nayak had to collect two of every animal. Never mind. Okay, we're not getting into that. But let's call a spade a spade. God says, build a table, you take 120 years to do it. 
does, he builds the table, get to work, get the crew in there, and knock it out. Come to an investor. The investor buys a plot of land for $13 million. The projection, you can build on this plot, 55 stories, uh, there is 275 apartments, it would net, in the first year profit, all the apartments rented, $9 million. No, so $13 million is the plot, another $10 million for the construction is $23 million, less than three years I have my money back. That's a good return. It's a good return. And thereafter, obviously, you're raking in the rest of the money. So hold on. So I go and I buy this lot for $13 million, and now i got to put up the other $10 million for the construction. And the guy comes to me and he says to me, okay, it'll take me about 15 years to build this. What do you think the reaction is going to be? Three letters. K-I-T. You know what K-I-T stands for? Is that tell the guy you crazy? I put down all this money, and you're going to tell me now you're going to take 15 years to build this? What's it worth to me? I'll lose my pants on this. No. So what do you do? You get in a team that's going to guarantee you that within a year this thing is up. And the team is there at 5:45 in the morning. They're on the job site. And they're going home at 6, 7 o'clock at night. They're putting in 12, 13 hours a day. And this team is like 100, 200 people. Everybody has a different job. He turns the screw to the right. And he comes along and turns the screw back to the left. But everybody's got another job. And you have the architects. And you have the, the planners. And you have all the different things. And then you have the interior decorators. Everybody's on staff. They're all ready to knock. Ain't nobody here being told, come back in 12 years to do me a job. No more. Thank you. 120 years, God tells you to build a table, you take 120 years? Is this realistic? Let us examine the words of the Tata. Abish says to Neach, I say, he does not say make an ark get an ark constructed get it together this is going to be the lifeboat that's going to save everybody he says make for you which means I want you yourself to build this ark Every nail, every screw, every piece of wood that needs to be chopped and sliced and cut, I want you to do this. Oh, a guy 500-something years old is going to stand and will start making a teva of these dimensions. Obviously, it's going to take 120 years. Actually, the truth is, it's pretty impressive that he did this in only 120 years. He had other things to do. He didn't do a full-time job. This wasn't his full-time job. One nail every day. Every day it was. Six days a week. But during the construction, what was Neach's 
intention. Nerf's intention, not intention, I'm sorry, not his intention. What was God's intention to take so long? God's intention was that Noach should see to it that the people are going to pass by and ask, Noach, excuse me, Noach, Shtoetu, what you're doing? So Noach would answer them, I'm building an ark. Why are you building an ark? Everybody spoke Russian then, you know that of course. Why are you building this ark? So Noach would say, because the world is being destroyed. What does this mean? Who's doing this? And he said, Bogo. Davish is going to destroy the world. He says, why? But why is he to destroy the world? And he would explain. Because the world is not behaving. They're not living up to the standards of mankind. And therefore, everyone needs to repent. And if we're not going to repent, the world is going to be flooded. And they're going to be washed out. No. This was supposed to make an impression on other people. But Nayakh should have been sawing and banging and zetting in a time where people were on the street or people were going to be disturbed from it in bed. Not do it in a time when nobody's around. It had to be done so people should see this action going on. And the 120 years obviously was in order that the people should be able to come to their senses and to repent. That's what kind of generation this was. For 120 years you're hearing that the world is going to be destroyed by a mabu. And they didn't say, I don't believe it. They said, I don't care. But people didn't die since then? Didn't tell their kids? Oh, the people that died out of the... People live those Those is a, a regular lifespan. Nobody died in 2020 years. Sure, people did. We look at the Teva, though. The Teva gets built. Construction's done. Beautiful. And then we have the famous, famous words of the Bashem Tov. Boy, uh, uh, boy, the Rashi Teva says, "Come to the Teva, boy, Teva, you and your house, your wife, your daughters, their husbands, come to the Teva." The Balshemtiv says, "The word Teva, of course, when we're translating it here, means the Ark." But the word Teva is also, when we talk about a initials of two words, the initials are called Rashi Tevas, the heads of the Tevas, of the words. A word is also referred to as a Teva. Change my mind. A word is also referred to as a Teva. So when it says, Boyala Teva Zakrashi, Zakrashi, I'm sorry. Vashem well, is brought down in a sefer called Keser Shem Tev, which they attribute to the Baal Shem Tev. And he says, the word Teva refers to the words of Teva and Tefillah. Baal Teva is that a Jew needs to come 
to enter, to bring himself into the words of Tera and Tefillah. And be totally, let it be totally enveloped around him, and he should be totally dedicated and devoted to it. Beautiful! How much more beautiful a word is there? Bayala Teva is not just a lesson for Noyach HaTzadik, but it's a lesson for every generation thereafter. We need to come into the words of Teira and Tefillah. Beicham HaShemik is very happy until until he gets to chapter 8, verse 16. And the Pesach says something very, very disturbing. The Eivishter heard from Neach that the water has subsided. Neach's dove has returned with his olive branch. So the instructions now are, Tzei minat teva. Go out of the teva. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. If we just said that Boyala teva refers to going into words of teva and Tvila, in that case the opposite, Tzei teva means to leave teva and Tvila has shown. Where does this jive with the Bashemta's explanation? The truth is, the Seder Aveda of a person, the way a person needs to behave and act, in order to make what's called Dira B'Tachtenim, a dwelling on this world, the person can't always be his Bedidus. person can't always be in meditation, locked away in his own room, putting himself away with only with the words of Tehidah and Tefillah. And just to bring the light into the world of Torah. But united together with this, the person needs to make the preparation first of Bayala Teva. First, each and every Jew needs to bring up time that he gets himself into the Teva, into the words of Torah and feel that he becomes one with them. He needs to be there, Shana Tmima, for a full year. This includes, of course, all the different possible seasons that come about and holidays. Now once he's totally, the Teda is etched within him, and he's one with the Teda and the Tefillah, then he has the Koyach of Tzeim and Hateva to go out to the world and make the world a place that belongs with Teda and Tefillah. Now we know, that, of course, the famous story of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Thirteen years he sat in a cave studying Tehidah, doing nothing else but studying Tehidah, him and his son. And he and his son were buried up to their necks in sand because they couldn't, how much, they had no tailors in the, in the cave. There was no tailor in the cave. There was no tailor. Someone uh, needed to make sure they had clothing. So in order to have clothing... They had to preserve their clothes. So what they did was, they sat a whole day and studied in the sand up to their necks, so you could not see that they were, not expose their bodies. I believe some say that for Tefillah, for Dominic, they put back on their clothing. 
sorry. But then after the 13 years, when the Rajbi came out of the cave, he saw a farmer working in the field. He got so furious. How could somebody do something mundane like that? And why is he not sitting in the Nitaida? That from the look in his eyes, he burnt the field. Field went on flame. Hashem Yisbarah heard this, saw this, and said, hey, get back in the cave. <laughs> get back in the cave for another year until you figure out the solution to that issue. The solution to why people need to work. People need to go out to work. People need to actually do physical things, mundane things. But they need to incorporate terror always with it in everything they do. At the end it says, Vayishar ach noyach, only noyach himself. Rashi says, ach noyach, levad noyach, except noyach. And that's a simple explanation. He was in pretty bad physical shape. Spit and blood. What happened to him, says Rashi? Why was he in that shape, mauled and spitting blood? Rashi says two things, one of two things happened to him. Either because it was so hard to look after all the animals, and therefore it just it wore him out. Or another explanation is, he was late feeding the lion. And the lion took a bite out of him. And therefore it says, Tzadik Baretz Yishulam. Tzadik and land should be complete. Both these explanations are something that we need to take to learn, a life lesson. The first explanation, that he was in such a situation, because he was meturach, a behemis vachayis, so involved with the animals and the all different animals, it teaches us how much a Jew needs to give himself over to his shlichus. Every Jew has a shlichus in this world. And he has to be mashpia, to help out, and to find somebody on a lower level than himself. Even a person who spiritually looks like a behemoth, you need to involve yourself with this person. So much so, until you are yourself a bunch of spitting blood from it. And you have to keep your shlichas going to that extent. But on the other hand, when a Jew gets used to this hardships, excuse me, not to think within this, within this realm, but he gives over his shlichas in every situation, he sometimes thinks, he sometimes takes a little step back and says, just like I'm willing to sacrifice my uh, comforts in life, and my physical uh, pleasures, I have to expect that from others as well. And I need to expect them 
to request and suggest from them also to deprive themselves this way. This is therefore what the second explanation comes to teach us. He was Icher Mezenes Rari. He didn't give the lion to eat on time. Which means to say we need to make sure that everyone that we have any dealings with has what they need. We make sure nobody is deprived. Because if yes, then you end up being bitten from it. Get the severe strength and the severe punishment. The person has to know that for myself I need to push myself to the limit and then some. I need to see to it that I refrain from different things. <coughs> I need to see that I am stringent in my own way, my own mitzvahs. When it comes to others, it's a live and let live situation. But you need to inspire them to learn Taylor to do mitzvahs. This is therefore the mission that Neach teaches us and sets us on that each and every one of us needs to embark upon and get involved with. The world itself was in a very decadent form, in a very decadent shape, condition. And therefore it was needed a mabble, a flood, which fell for 40 days. Rain of 40 days coinciding with the 40 saw of a mikveh. And therefore this rain literally purified the world as a mikveh purifies a person. As we say, Hashem Yisrael, l'fnei miatem mitarim, mitarim, or mi mitar eschem. For whom are you mitar, and who makes you pure? Avichem shebashemayim. Father in heaven, as it says, shnei mikveh Yisrael Hashem. And this is therefore the Yom Kippur that we go through. The sukkahs that we go through. And then comes a mabel. Comes a mabel, a flood, which is causes havoc, turns things up, makes things literally inside out. Yet, during the time of the mabel, it was similar to the time of Mashiach. The lamb lie with the lion. All the things that transpired, that went on in the ark, were the times of Mashiach, way of Mashiach. And therefore we say that Meneach is an Indian of Mabel. What does that mean? How does that translate? 
It's neicha lemata or neicha lemaila. Neach refers to neicha, to rest, to peaceful. It was for both above and below. It made it made brought them to peace. So therefore, we learn from this pasha. We look at the world and we see the disarray that's going on. We see things that are just not the way they should. We look at the world and we see that it's not the same as it was 20 years ago. People are just wreaking havoc, doing everyone does whatever they want. Everyone becomes God's policeman, everybody becomes God's judge, everybody becomes God's district attorney. So much so, we have another interesting addition to this. At least the concept is Be'enov. At least the person's thinking. He has it in his mind. He has it in his eyes. And therefore he knows it's not necessarily Yasha. It could be sometimes the opposite of correct. But still another person does it in order to rebel rouse. And therefore this is a concept of Hepechayasha. Totally opposite of the right way. Something that never was like it is in today's generation. So the Jew thinks to himself, I'm standing in Shul, the Shoshana, Yom Kippur, Shmini Atzeres, Simchas Teda, and I dance with the Teda, and we sang, And then we say, That we need to go out on Shlichas, we need to go and to work, and do our whatever, we, whatever world we're going back into, whatever job we're going back into, we need to see to it that we make God in God incorporate God into our work. The person screams, "There's Mayim Rab, There's a flood going on. The pipes burst. There's a lion. There's a sheep. There's a wolf." The wolf and the lion, excuse me. And all these things that are listed over there. So we say to the person, immediately, when you go from Shabbos Bereshis, we gave you right away the Teva. And if this was not enough, we tell you, Boyala Teva. Come into this Teva. Come settle in this Teva. Come sit in this Mishmedish. Come sit and learn with us. And not only you can be saved in the Teva, you can bring the whole world in there. In such a way Nothing will go wrong. Even though there's an Ari, and even though there's a, a lion, and a wolf, and a lamb, and everything else, everything stays fine. 
just as they were in the Teva of Neach. Just like there, Neach and his sons were in control of everything, so too it will be in your Teva. And therefore, what we said to before, what we said before is Neichel Amayla, Neichel Amato. Where is this coming to the Neichel Amato? We only see the Neichel Amato. We saw that years and years, Shnayim, Shnayim, Bola Teva, we saw, I'm sorry. We saw that the animals came in two by two. This was the Behema, Ashaleta Hirahi. The ones that were clean and the ones that were not clean. And each one behaved And this is therefore we go from Shabbos Bereshis into the weekdays of the next following week which leads up to Pashas Neach. And it's these days that we prepare ourselves to enter into the Teva. It's these days that we prepare ourselves to bring others into the Teva so that we can live, coexist, and see to it that the world is that much better place. Now we've spoken many times about Ishkedish Mar Cheshvan. A very interesting halacha on Ishkedish Mar Cheshvan. Which you've mentioned before also. So I'm going to get emails those who listen to the archives. Well, Rabbi, you said this already once. I can't help it. It's a nat- natural thing. And the fact is also that it's not even relevant any longer because the is now over. Um, on Eshchedish, we daven shachas like every day, every day of the week. Okay. And we lay the Torah like on Mondays and Thursdays and Shabbos, Yom Tiv. And then, like on Shabbos and Yom Tiv, we daven Musaf. The halacha is Musif. When Ishkhedish Cheshvin, you're not allowed to say by heart. You must say it in the Siddha. Yes. Okay, why is that? Why? Because the last time you daven Ishkhedish Musif was two months ago. And therefore, you don't remember it properly. So therefore, you need to say it inside a siddha. A very simple, practical halacha. Unlike Shkhedish Kislev, on Shkhedish Kislev, I just daven Musaf. I still know those words. And every other month of the year. But since the month before Shkhedish Cheshmer was the month of Tishrei and in that Shkhedish we did not daven Shkhedish davening we davened of course Rosh Hashanah davening therefore the person is not well versed enough to know the words by heart very interesting halacha Shkhedish Cheshmer is referred to as Mar Cheshmer Ma referring to a bitterness. One of the reasons we all know 
is because there are no Yom Tevim. There are no holidays in the month of Cheshvan. Therefore, it's sad. Also, there are many things that took place on Cheshvan that were not very, very pleasant. Which, <laughs> when I look at it, I wonder what is it so much different than the month of Av. Um, they went up from the Gaelim from Babel. Pasuk says, Shmeitz Chadashim Olu Mibavel. Sorry, that's where they got the name Cheshman from. Um, Tesvav Cheshman. Yeravim ben Nevot brought up his plan and caused a tremendous revolution and angered God terribly. On the fifth day of Cheshvan, the custom killed out the Bnei Tzitkiyoh Melech, Melech Yehuda, in front of him, and then they poked his eyes out. They put him in prison. And the world was punished with the marble. Etc., etc., other things that happened. And therefore the month is referred to as a, sa- a sad, a bitter month. Mar also refers to, of course, a river. The rain... that came up as the Pasik says Hengoyim Kumar Midli Chesachach Beznaim the fact is even though there's no Yom Tov actually in Cheshvan it's fit there should be a Yom Tov because in the days of Shlema Melech when Shlema built the Beis Hamidosh seven years, he finished it in Cheshvan. It says in the Pasuk, Veshana Ha'achas Asara B'yerech Bul. And the month is referred to as Chedish Bul in other places as well. And the reason that it's referred to as Chedish Bul as we see in Malachim Aleph chapter 6 Veshana Ha'achas Esrei Yerach Bull, which is Chedesh Shmini from Kalabait, Chalvar and Chalvish Batu. Also called Bull, because the grass is absorbed into the ground. And therefore brings the animals into their houses. Some say it's called from the Lashon of Yavul in this month we start the actual the Chrisha and the Zia and some say it's from the Lashon of Mabel which the Mabel started to fall on this month and some say that's why we start Geshem 
right away in Cheshvan because that's when the model actually fell. Um, so in essence, there should be actually a yomtiv because Shleiman Melech completed on this month. Eighth month referring from Khadish Mitzin. The whole world is waiting for the Khanukhabayas. And Shlem himself was waiting for the Almighty to command him to do so. Vashem Litsiva, the Almighty did not command. And it was locked, Shnei Masar Chedish, 12 months, until Tishrei. And it was told to that at that point, have the Chanukah's Beis Amigdash. Therefore we say, Cheshvan lost out its actual Yom Tif, and this Yom Tif took place in Tishrei. But even though it lost its Yom Tif, and many other things that are discussed, the fact that it was completed in that time, And of course, as we know, that since the Mabul until the Bismigdash, um, all that was celebrated from the 17th day of Cheshvan until the 27th day of Kislev, etc. So the main thing is, therefore, it's called the Chedesh Mikra Bull, referring to the Mabul. The Mabul missing 40, we take away the letter Mem, which is 40, and therefore uh, we have the word Bull. The, therefore, since the actual Yom Tov that we should have in this month is the construction of the Beis Hamidus, the Shlem Melech built, we should be zeicher that this month, as we have now started the new month of Cheshvan, should, should be reversed from Mar Cheshvan to Simcha, Simcha, the Simcha to an extent where we actually see the Binya Beis Hamidus Ashlishi in our times, in this very month, before this very Shabbos, and then it be Necha, It'll be Neach, sight to the Maila, and sight to the Mata, and everybody should be comfortable with the world, and comfortable within the world, and everybody should be happy with one another, everybody should forgive one another, and we should have a very happy year, and Shabbat Shalom to all.